Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? You right? Hello. I'm doing well. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just stretching over here. Life on the boat is, uh, you know, a bit, bit tight. My yeah. I need to do a bit of yoga. I think. Do you do? Do you yeah. do yoga? Uh, uh, no, but I do stretch. Um, yeah. But I do Tyson. Oh, sometimes I do radio Tyson in the morning with Rena. Nice. We, we listen to the NHK version on YouTube, and we do our little exercises. Um, That's great. Yeah, it's quite funky. Like uh, it reminds me of that character from uh, Norwegian Wood, I think it is. And the guy lives with him, and he does the radio like oh, gymnastics yeah, every yeah, morning. Yeah. <laughs> it really fucks him up. Is it calisth- calisthenics or something? Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, they, um, well, yeah, gymnastics, calisthenics. Gymnastic, um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, that, I mean, that's just a, something we do. Just you know that, and then eating. Um, was it natto? <laughs> that's like natto. A, our our cultural connection. Um, back to Japan uh, and uh, Obon, which has happened recently. We're sort of remembering our ancestors. Um, yeah. Where do you get natto from? Uh, we've got the Asian supermarket here, actually. Right. Um, Is it a decent price? Oh, yeah. I mean, they got everything. Um, mm. But, yeah, recently I've been getting into these drinks, man. So we've been going hard out on um, on Chinese food. Um, mm. And we got into these drinks called um, Wong Lao Ji. It's just like sweet tea. Yeah. And we brought we brought an industrial load of it the other day. My brother, uh, well, we took my brother's car down to the shop and we picked up like a couple of crates of, um, of this. It's in this like really iconic red can and it's really good. Like it's, it's like quite, it's kind of like a sweet, like, um, like a, uh, um, like a sweet tea. Yeah. Um, like a Lipton kind of tea, but a little bit less sweet than that. Um, and it goes really well for any kind of dinner or, or something. And oh, so. nice. that's been keeping you going. Yeah, so that's been keeping me going. Um, but yeah, as you might have heard, we're actually in a in a in a bloody lockdown. Um, yeah, over one one case, is it? Yeah, our uh, our government has uh, overreacted, but um, I kind of understand they needed to kind of snap it, uh, you know, soon. But at the same time, it's like yeah, a bunch of businesses are going to go under because of this. Um, people are not really happy. Yeah. And can you imagine being that one person that caused this to happen? I mean, this is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. The, the so, pressure um, that's weighing down on them. <laughs> well, one of the I think one of the challenges is that, um, that yeah, they're, they're, I mean, there's challenges to what's happening in, in New Zealand as an island um, where there's a, kind of a, a strong conformity um, mm. consensus, but really what's happening, I, I think, is that the government is actually overstepping its powers, to be mm. honest. Um, and I understand you've got to keep people safe, but um, they're pretty much killing our economy, man. Um, and I've seen, just, you know, compared to where it was before the lockdowns, you know, the amount of shops and cafes and restaurants and all sorts that have actually just gone out of business because of this. Not because of the virus, but because of the response to the virus um, yeah. is, is what's, kind of concerning me and at the same time I appreciate that there's a lot of you know because it was never that hard in New Zealand um it was you know obviously we we got off a bit lightly but at the same time it's like man people's lives are fucked you know yeah Um, you did sort of overreact to quite um there wasn't many cases right and and it's it's so sad to see the businesses that have been affected because we have the same here like a lot of places have closed down and we've got whole strips of streets in London that, that I walk through and uh, every single business has, has a sign in the window um, that, you know, says thanks for being with us for 10 years or thanks for being with us for 15 years, but we've closed down now. Um, but not only that is we've, we've got, we've got a real like labor shortage at the moment in the UK. So uh, the hospitality industry has been absolutely 
destroyed and and like really famous big cafes and restaurants are struggling to find mm. staff because one everyone's gone home because of because of this mm. uh, because mm. of you know crazy lockdowns and stuff and and two mm. we of course we just had brexit recently mm. um but we sort of had a, a double whammy mm. but yeah it's a really difficult time for businesses at the moment it's really sad yeah, man. Well, uh, it's interesting you mention that because the exact same thing is happening in New Zealand. Where um, and, and uh, it's kind of the elephant in the room, to be honest. But um, exactly what you said, you know, that the price, the, the the cost of living is so high in the cities that people who would otherwise be doing effectively minimum wage work mm. are unable to live in the cities, and so there's literally restaurants and cafes that can't open because they don't have enough staff, and there's not yeah. enough students, and there's not enough anything, um, and so this kind of fracturing of society is taking place. And it's really interesting. And I guess the reason I do talk about this is because it kind of connects to my work where, um, you know, New Zealand, you know, the housing, you know, everything, it is, it is all connected. And this kind of dream of um, the old days of, of a New Zealand where everyone could own their own home, where everything was good. And we, we worked in union jobs nine to five and went home and had long weekends in a batch that we could go and visit in summertime, you know, I mean, that's just a joke now, but, you know, that that's kind of the New Zealand that a lot of people grew up with. Um, and a lot of people feel like they have that still, um, and they don't know what all these young people are whining about. Um, mm. But the reality is it's not that. Um, and it's frustrating, man, because um, there is a lack of kind of critical discourse, you know, um, uh, just in the media. You know, people think, well, um, you know, the government can't do any wrong, Um you, you know or there's you know it is what it is but it's like well actually we do have a we have a voice and we can do something about it mm. um and i guess that that kind of concerns me more than what's actually happening with the um yeah. with covid to be honest yeah. you know it's like well where's where did people's heads go you know um what are people talking about and um yeah and what's going to happen next you know like a lot of people are talking about uh, this big reset thing that's happening uh, with the are they talking about? Are they talking? And, are they talking yeah. about that on your side as well? <laughs> oh, everywhere, man! Absolutely everywhere. Yeah, oh, that's you know, interesting. This has sort of like been a little pause and reflect section, and I think, you know, COVID has been has been positive in that way. Um, that well, we've... I mean, if yeah, if we're going to wear our, uh, wear it on our on our sleeves, you know, I, I think I mean, you're, it's interesting you mentioned that because I'm hearing that on this side mm -hmm. of the planet as well. Um, mm -hmm. And people are saying capitalism has done its done its dash, you know, um, and it's kind of like yeah, the, everything's kind of coming together, and there's literally nowhere for it to go. Um, we the day of the lockdown actually, uh, our <laughs> our uh, I mean the, the the interest rates you know get reviewed uh, every ninety days, you know the the, the central bank was, uh, interest rate, the Reserve Bank interest rate, and uh, it was the day of the lockdown or the second day of the lockdown that they announced their their change, which was no change to to our you know, almost mm. zero interest rate, which is, it needed to go up to to have an impact on the housing prices um, in, a, in a positive sense. Um, but it didn't go up; it just stayed where it was. So it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. That seemed like a bit of a coincidence to me. Um, yeah. But anyway, man, that's, this is all conspiracy conspiracy theory stuff. I know, here. I know. But it's um, uh, it's a good time to start collecting a bit of Bitcoin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think I, I can agree with that. Um, I was actually talking to a friend. I was like, "Oh man, we should just we should just start a new business and just only accept Bitcoin. Um, uh, you know, let's not even bother with um, uh, trying to do it over PayPal yeah. or Stripe. You know, yeah. fiat. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, 
It's the future. I mean, it's already here. I've, I've sent you a lightning payment already, haven't I? Um, you have. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're on the lightning network. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the important thing though is like throughout all of the change, because mm. change, change is inevitable. Have you ever read any Marcus Aurelius kind yeah, of? Yeah, meditations. Love oh, meditations man. a lot. Um, for anyone listening, I do recommend it, uh, the meditations. Um, I, I actually really recommend the, uh, I believe it, it might be like 18, or it's, it's from the, the 19th century version, um, right. whichever, the, whichever the public domain one is. It's like written in this really beautiful kind of old, not, not quite Shakespearean, but kind of old school English, mm. Um, mm. which is very relaxing. And there's a lot of thou you know a lot of you know sort of that sort of style of speaking but it is very poetic when you see it in that form yeah um, personally i really like the gregory hayes one um i think okay. gregory hayes is quite a big uh translator he does a lot of stuff and um yeah kind of opposite to what what the one that you're describing is it's a bit more sort of like uh easy to real. digest i guess real yeah um but yeah. funnily enough i've just started doing a little bit of sort of my own meditations in a way like you know the way that Aurelius used them was each day he would write down these meditations these small journal entries that would remind him um, of something he did wrong during the day or something he wanted to focus on during the day you know sort of like either looking back or looking forward and um, I've started doing that myself and it, it really helps you know so like for example in the morning I'll write um something that I didn't uh, I didn't enjoy yesterday or something that I think I can improve on or get better with and then that can be my meditation for the day and it's uh, it's actually really yeah really incredible I'm, I'm really enjoying oh, man, that I'm glad you you, you found that because you, you used to do a bit of a meditation practice in Malaysia right yeah yeah I've always been a bit of a meditator um, but I've always sort of flirted with it it's sort of uh, you know, yeah. I'll go for a few months where I'm absolutely, you know, really into it and doing it every day. And then I'll just, I haven't meditated for a little while actually, but, but this is starting again now. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You mentioned that because I, um, it's so basically, you know, Tuesday evening, I was at the office working on some stuff with the team. And then, um, I mean, I, the, the news, the news media in this country is pathetic. And so I haven't even been following it. And then some of my colleagues say, Oh, you know, the, an announcement being made there's been some cases in Auckland mm. and then um, they made the announcement and it just it just really fucked me off because it was like you know this kind of snap thing lockdown as of midnight you know wow. the gates of shutting you know and um, I was like fuck it I was, I was with my I was with my buddy and uh, we took his car down to the supermarket just like everyone else but we were like look you know we were actually quite close to the supermarket so we managed to actually stockpile a bit of stuff because um you know the supermarkets were, were going to go crazy and like you know it's again it's this kind of panic buying but it's like literally we had no food um mm. i hadn't been intending for this to happen i hadn't expected it um so we i got a few things and i managed to get out of there but i could feel the palpable you know i could feel the panic and then it was just like you know you realize how much of a of a herd herd animal that we are you know we we feel other people's emotions you know and in the supermarkets everyone's trying to buy their shit you know and get their food and and it's like, yeah, there's this impending. And then by the time I got out, because I, I, you know, I actually got out quite early and there wasn't that many people. But by the time I was leaving, there's like this huge line of people out into the car park trying to get their food. And um, um, I don't know, just 
it's like this like panic switch that's just being pushed and, and played with, you know. And um, I think I really resonate with that because uh, like when I was in Japan during the first lockdown, I felt very uneasy. And um, I think it's because of the way that other people were reacting. Yeah, yeah, you know, there yeah, was yeah. this this horrible atmosphere in the air. Didn't matter where you were in supermarkets or combinis or even even in the cafe, our cafe, like the atmosphere was just really thick and everybody was, yeah. yeah, you could really feel it. Yeah. Um, but can you just explain like what happens with the lockdown now in New Zealand? How does it work? Oh, so it's, it's I'd say, I mean, it's quite tight, like, you know, stay at home, um, mm. essential services only, um, you know, supermarket, pharmacy, that sort of thing. Going to work is okay? Uh, or? No, 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 man, work from home. Really? Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, if you're, unless you're an emergent, you know, unless you're an essential service, like, uh, for example, my brother is an essential service, um, yeah. you know, with, with the work he does, but a lot of, a lot of people, you know, fire department, that sort of thing, you know, or, or you know, infrastructure, but basically 90% of people just go to go home. Um, and if you can work from home, you know, you do. And so, mm. as you know, I, I can, but uh, if you're working in a shop or, or, or something, then you're pretty much, um, you're just at home um and there is a wage subsidy scheme which um is kind of the money printer but um in a way it's i mean it hasn't kicked in yet because we've only been in it for a few days but i imagine it will kick in next week and so people will get a wage subsidy um uh to basically pay you know for people who can't work um Mm. and how long is it uh, so, uh, of course, initially it was a, a three days, uh, and then one, it was three days for the New Zealand, and then one one week for Auckland. Um, but of course, it was going to be longer. So they made the announcement on uh, yesterday to extend it until Tuesday, and I'm pretty sure it's going to get extended again. Uh, there'll be more cases to pop up. So they're kind of like drip feeding it because if they just said we'll do, we'll do three week lockdown straight away, I think people would lose the plot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it is frustrating because yeah, what, what I'm saying about the kind of the palpable kind of fear and panic it's like um I, I felt that and, and it affected me and i was like man i don't like being affected by this because you know i was feeling quite uncomfortable and i was like I was, I was i was ready to almost just leave without um you know without buying anything or I just kind of deal with it you know and, and starve effectively but i, I thought like, no, I, I can wait i can wait in this hideous queue for another 20 minutes um mm-hmm. to get my food but it's like man this is some this is you know this is some total bullshit you know we shouldn't have to be put through this process at a moment's notice because it was literally like the announcement came at six and by the you know i I pretty much went straight to the supermarket and it was all good and then as people started piling in it started to turn to chaos Um, yeah and um uh it was uh, i mean it was all good like i went i went to another i i i'm I'm really keen to stay away from the big supermarkets um Mm. Uh, but we went to a smaller, a smaller supermarket, a small Asian supermarket to get some stuff the other day, and it was all good. But um, I don't know. It's just the, the the last, the first few days of it, it was really quite tough because it was feeling like you're between a rock and a hard place. Um, and it's inter- interesting you mentioned the meditation because it, it definitely, um, it definitely helps, you know, because um, the kind of the situation is out of your control, um, and so it's easy to get wound up in it. Um, but then there are things that you can do for yourself that actually make it a lot more bearable. Um, and so I'm going to share a few things with you. So, um, oh, please. Yeah. yeah. So number one, I woke up this morning and I deleted my Facebook. Um, wow. It's the gone. actual account or just the app? No, no, it's gone. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm now, I mean, it was, it's long overdue and, it's, and for, for people listening, you know, they, they might be thinking, Oh, you know, whatever, but you know, actually, I, I, I cause it was like peak yesterday was sort of peak, 
um, kind of concern with the whole situation. I was like, look, I got to pull myself out of this. You know, no, the, the, <laughs> The government isn't here to help. Um, they're not, you know, the, the, the mental health aspect of it is not being addressed whatsoever. So I've got to take that into my own hands. And the first thing is to like just disconnect from the disconnect from the bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I, there was just a couple of people I who I hadn't oh, I didn't have a connection with um, who I just emailed and said, hey, look, oh, I messaged and I said, hey, this is my email. What's you know? Do you have signal? Do you have um, mm. you know? Do you have email? You know, let's keep in touch. And I just let I sent them an email, downloaded a little backup of all of my Facebook stuff, just so I've got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, deleted the account, so that's gone. Um, uh, and it feels good, man. Like uh, it, it really. I know. I, uh, for a while there, it was, it was this kind of subconscious unease with just being this fucking data object mm-hmm. in someone's thing, you know. And it kind of goes against all of the ethos, which we, I mean, we might have talked about previously. But it's like the hacker ethos, right? Like. I fuck the system. Like, why, 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 why should you know? Why should these guys have have our conversations on record, and why should they have all of our data and all of our um, you know social graph and stuff? You know, money, man. It's horrible, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's disgusting, man. And business. and then the other thing I did. So just today, I I I've pretty much completed my de de uh, googling my life as well. Oh. So I've been using Proton Mail for a lot for a while. Uh, have you heard of Proton Mail? Yeah, yeah. I don't this know much podcast. about it. This podcast is sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> Thank no, you no. to our sponsors, Proton. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they, they're, the, they're the fucking shit. So they um, they basically give you this like secure service. And mm. I, I, I was like, oh man, because you know, you realize you, we've actually been like ideologically brainwashed by Google, man. Because mm. like people think Google, you know, email equals Gmail, but it doesn't. And um, I tried it out. I set up a, a Proton Mail, I hooked up my domain, and I was like using it for a while. And I was like, man, I had no issues with at all. Because I wasn't sure, you know, was it going to get blacklisted and not be able to send emails and stuff? But it works perfectly fine. In fact, it's better than Gmail, man, in many ways, um, especially the privacy. But um, so, because as you know, I've got a number of things I do. So I've just slowly been bringing my emails over. And uh, I basically currently am bringing over my final email that I still have on the Gmail service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's taking place. And then, yeah, the calendar and that. So, the only sort of little issue is just what I'm going to do with the Google Docs, but um, I'll find a solution for that. But um, yeah, I mean, like Google, Google is very convenient. Um, there's no arguing that. But I, you know, I've started using Google a lot more because of because of work. The new workplace is is heavily mm. reliant on Google, and um, I am trying to keep it separate from my personal life. You yeah, know, yeah. To- I mean, work's work, man. Like having a Gmail for work, whatever. But just for the personal stuff, you know, um, I think it was like Barbara Kruger. She's like, give me convenience or give me death. You know, like <laughs> we have this society where it's like, oh, you know, oh, I just got to log in. But it's like, man, what are you going to do once you log in? You know, like um, the, the 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 medium is the message, right? Is that, is that Marshall McLuhan? Like mm. if you use this like, you know, and I, I think the final straw as well with Facebook was like this. I call it the Fisher Paykel interface. It's like a thing mm-hmm. I throw. If, if you ever work with me on design projects, you'll hear me just say, oh, it's, it's too Fisher Paykel, which is kind of what I mean by that is like, uh, it's, it's too much like a big red button. Like, uh, they ah. simplify it down, you, you know, like, um, it needs to be, you know, it, it needs to reflect what you want it to be. Um, mm. And, you know, they, they kind of simplify it down and they dumb it down and they try to be your friend and they, they, they use like, here's your memory from two years ago. Um, and shit like that, and they try to humanize it, and it's like this fucking. Um, uh, what, what are the what are the replicants? You know, like, it's like well, who, who are you? <laughs> you know, like, 
how, like, how did you dredge up this photo from two years ago? And, and you're reminding me of my memory. I mean, it's literally out. Like, it's not even a, a joke, but it's like it's literally out of Blade Runner. You know, mm. where he's got the photo, um, the photo of the horse or something. Oh no, the origami of the horse. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, this is your memory. It triggers memory. You know, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, here's your memory from Facebook. And it's like, fuck off. You know, I don't. But for most people, this like, yeah, this taps straight into their brain, right? This this is like wired right into their receptors and their brain to to switch them on and and to yeah. to get them to engage. Um, and we're sort of luckily, you know, luckily we're on the outside, and we yeah. can notice it for what it is. Yeah. So I mean, it had me. It, like, it had me for a while, man. But I needed to do it. I needed to be part of the system. I was in the in the party for a while, you know. And now I'm like, all right, fuck this shit. Um, I'm out guys you know Good i'm man. gonna go i'm gonna go and do my own thing and um obviously i'm still available on you know i'm on i'm still connected to the internet but like not not through zuckerberg's uh pipes and not well through, unfortunately um, you're, i guess you're still on instagram right which is yeah you know, i mean but uh, yeah i mean but i'm not i'm not um i'm not having the kind of discussions or, or sharing the amount of personal shit on instagram you know i mean that's just a service you know like yeah I don't even have it on my phone. It's like, look, you know, that's just a way for me to share my images to the people. But mm. um, in terms of like actually my personal life, it's like, yeah, fuck off, <laughs> you know, like jump on Signal, you know. And if anyone wants, to, we we got like a Signal group that we started, but I don't. It's just we three do. of us. I'd really like to see that survive. Yeah, well, it, 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 it will slowly come together, and um, we can have chats. And um, I'm slowly coming out of my shell, you know, just talking about stuff. Um, yeah, painting painting a target on my back, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, uh, it's it's I don't know. It's it's, it's like self censoring, or it's like, oh, you know, why would you? You know, what have you got to hide? Why would you want to get out of Facebook? Um, it's like, well, actually, no, I don't, uh, <laughs> it's not what you want to hide. It's you know, yeah, it's just like I don't, I, I don't want Mark fucking Zuckerberg. You know, that <laughs> slimy creature, the lizard people. I don't want them seeing my stuff. You know, have you ever like, seen videos of Mark Zuckerberg like talking? Yes, and he's like sipping the glasses of water like like a he's robot. So you know? bizarre. Like there's this, uh, you know, there's this video of him, uh, this live Facebook video of him at home with a couple of friends, um, and he's like barbecuing in his back garden, yeah. and yeah. Um, he's like he's making some beef brisket or something like this. I don't know. I don't even know what beef brisket is. This is such an American term. He's sitting there with a few friends and he's just talking about the whole process but he's so awkward he's like like I, I can't even imagine how this man functions and how he runs a business it's just well, he's, oh it's so bad i think i think the challenge and, and i feel sorry for the man in a way um the, the the challenge is you know he hasn't gone through the normal life stages you know and, mm. and, and i mean this is just pure judgment you know thick as thick as butter but like you know, he, he, he made a bazillion dollars at 21 or whatever it was. And um, at 21, it's like, man, what, what was I doing? You know, I was a twat, you know. Um, and I forgive anyone who I knew at that time. But, um, uh, you know, I forgive my my apologies to anyone. And I hope you forgive me for who I was at that time. But, um, you, you know, but he, he never had a chance to not be that. And so he's just kind of like, oh, and it's it's like a morphed kind of, you know, in this like way, because he, he, you know, he's never had the, the chance for personal growth, because um, that's what it does. You know, you just kind of it stunts you, and you, um, I don't know. And I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, someone had to do it, and so unfortunately, he was the one. But um, yeah, it's a good point what you say. Like, I, I guess you could make similarities to pop stars, you know, who become really famous really young. 
you lose it. And and I mean, we talk about this all the time, but you, you got to hold on to the fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, have you ever read uh, any Cormac McCarthy books? I tried to read The Road and uh, I just couldn't get through it. I just couldn't get through that. It's pretty intense, man. Like, I read The Road in one sitting. I remember clearly, actually, like um, I was sitting in my old house in, in Kanagawa just, and I sat there and I just read the whole fucking thing and mm-hmm. it's so gripping. And there's like, I mean, I've seen the movie as well, but um, the book is just like, holy shit, on another level. Um, but it, they talk about, I think they talk about like this, that is the father and the son and they talk about the fire, right? Holding on to it, you know, um, at the kind of the moral goodness because they're living in this apocalyptic wasteland and, um, you know, evil reigns supreme. Um, and to hold on to the goodness is just is such a challenge, you know? Um, but I, I, I feel like, you know, with creative work and with what we're doing, it's like, no matter what happens, if you lose that fire and you lose that little spark and it goes out, then you're kind of fucked, you know? And I'll help you and we'll all, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call and I'll walk you through it, you know, if, if you get out, reach out to me. But if you're actually in the position where you're reaching out and we're like able to have a chat, it means you haven't quite lost it yet, you know? But if you, if you forget about it and you just move on, you think, you know, I'm done with that and you just leave it, that's when you know, you know, that, that it's kind of over. Hard to light again at that point, the fire. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, man. And it's like you, the, you, you flick the switch and decide you don't want to do it anymore. And it's like, okay, I've, I've given up. And, and so th- there is a difference, you know. So if, if, if you're having a hard time and it's really tough, you know, I, I appreciate that. And like, if anyone's having that, you know, feel free to reach out and, we'll, you know, we can talk about it or whatever. But um, I, if, you're out, if you're in a position where you're reaching out about it, it's because you still care about it. And that's like, it's, a, it's kind of a good place to be. But yeah. if you've given up on it and you think, you know what, I don't need that anymore. I don't want that anymore. Then that's when you've actually given up for real. And to relight that, it's like actually a mission, man. Um, and so it's like, it's actually almost better sometimes to not, um, you know, to, to kind of struggle through it and kind of build it and it builds its resilience. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. If, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's but it sounds like you um, put the fire out in, in Facebook. If we go back to Oh, you know, fire, yeah, no, fire. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, no, no, I snuffed that one out. Um, pissed all over it. But, but well, I guess in a roundabout way, what I'm trying to say is like, because I was feeling pretty down, man. Like, and anyone out there who's still fucking locked down, um, you know, if you want to chat, let me know, whatever. We can jump on a call and do a pep talk. But like, I was like, man, I don't want to be the kind of person who's going to give up on my dreams. Mm. You know, like, I was like, you know what? That's, that's not who I am. You don't strike and, me but, as that kind of person. Well, no. Well, everyone's got, I mean, everyone's got that in them. But like, mm. I was like, yeah, this is starting to really get on me, you know? And I had to identify the cause. I was like, okay, because it's, it's definitely not, you know, it's, it's this, there's things I can remove and change in my life that's going to make that a lot better. So I was like, all right, let's just cut the bullshit. So get rid of Facebook, get rid of Google. I'm not, I'm not a slave to those systems anymore. You know, I'm a hacker deep down. My favorite movie is Hackers, you know, Angeline Jolie, tight leather um, motorbikes, you know, like that, that's, that got me, you know, that, that whole thing. And, and it was cool at the time. I was like, man, it's like, yeah, this is cyberpunk, you know, and, and now cyberpunk is like, oh no, like getting our DNA sort of scoped up and, database and all of you know black mirror stuff um and it's quite negative you know it's like man like we're living in the dystopia um but i'm like no no that's that's not it what what you know who am i what am i what am i doing you know let's let's learn some new stuff let's start a new business so i had even you said i had this idea for a new business which i'm going to chat to my buddy about and we're going to just build this thing and i've been learning chinese man i've been listening to chinese music i met these guys we did a little chinese session over um over signal um and I'm getting into it, man. Um, uh, and then I was, having, I was having this chat with this guy about Maria Kondo. And, um, <laughs> and, he's, and apparently she's got this book called De- Declutter Work, which is kind of the book I need to have, I think. Um, yeah. Um, 
Have you ever read any of her stuff? I haven't. No, uh, Tia Chan has, but I haven't. I mean, like she talks. She talks about the spark, spark of joy, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, I need to check it out, but I'm like, yeah, that that sounds like the sort of thing that I'd be into. So I'm going to give her a go and um, see what she has to say. Um, <laughs> it became yeah. a phenomenon, didn't it? She was on Netflix and she had all all sorts yeah. of stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh man, like, I mean, cause lockdown sucks, man. And it's the social aspect and, and everything. But, um, I was like, look, I'm not gonna let this thing get me. Mm. Um, I'm going to work and it's going to be this kind of new phase, right? And this new phase of work. And I actually sat down last night and did a, uh, or did a bit of an edit on the last chapter of, of the book I'm working on and, and, and a bunch of other things. So I was like, yeah, man, I took that off, you know, did that, um, um, did a bit of Chinese, you know, and, and just kind of like working through the good stuff um, and kind of keeping onto that fire and like adding a bit of dry matter to it, you know, get the bonfire going. Um, and I, I want to spread that, you know, I want to share that with people and like get people motivated about what they want to work on and um, help help people out if I can, you know. Yeah, well, you really need to be creative in times like this. Like, you know, this this is the reason why everybody turned into a baker at home or they started knitting or they started doing something, something creative because, you know, they realized that you can't just sit around and watch Netflix all day. Yeah. Um, but can I just ask, like, I'm not sure why... Why did you cho- uh, choose Chinese to learn? What's the connection there for you? Oh, I mean... Uh, oh, well, actually, <laughs> I'm I'm actually pretty sure, so... Because when I was five years old, I went to Sydney to see my auntie who was living mm. over there at the time. And I remember quite clearly that we visited some of the markets and things. And I might have been down by Darling Harbour. And um, I remember just being really inspired by like the Chinese markets and things because there's nothing like that in my hometown. And I mean, they were, I mean, we call them Chinese markets, but pretty much just markets. Um, but it was definitely more of like a southern Chinese kind of Hong Kong vibe. Hmm. Um, so to be to, to pinpoint it, I mean, I love Shanghai, but to pinpoint it, I would say like Southern China is, is definitely kind of my thing. I haven't actually been to Southern China. I've been to Hong Kong, but um, that kind of like, Guan, you know, um, like Cantonese, Guangdong Hua, like kind of thing like that really gets me. Hmm. And I think I, I do think I trace it back to that that first kind of little, um, you know, little visit uh, to, to Australia um, and seeing that with my own eyes. Um, but then just yeah the culture just you know the the food everything that it kind of unlocks it's like i don't know it's like a dlc for your life you know because <laughs> i mean i mean i love japanese as well but it's like you know with chinese you know, i can i can just like you know you go into a restaurant anywhere and it's like oh it's got some if it's chinese restaurants like, hey you know like zimna young you know what's up guys like you can just kind of chat with people and um i don't know there's just like this uh, this whole other thing that you can just you know, you're part of a big club you know do you think it's the um, difficulty that uh, excites you a little bit about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it is challenging, man. I mean, it, and and it's quite esoteric. It's quite academic, you know, like learning some of the characters and things, and um, some of the phrases. Like, there's like idioms and things which um, um, which can be quite interesting, and and that, and um, and it is so useful, and and it just it's this kind of. Um, I mean, I I also think it's just fucking cool, you know. Like, it, yeah. it's 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 this kind of patois where it's like. Um, you know, you can sort of use an English and, and, and Chinese in the same sentence, you know, or, or whatever. And um, there's something cool about it. And and, and I do feel like um, culturally, you know, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a number of different cultures and ideas kind of connected. But um, overall, it's just kind of got a lot of energy. Um, and I really, I don't know, I really respond to that. Do, 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 do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm very much on the outside of China. Like I've, you know, I've never been there. I've never even really wanted to to visit. Um, I don't really know much about the culture, but you know, from what I see of the uh, the countryside, it just looks like such a beautiful, peaceful, tranquil place. And then you have the cities of of Shanghai and Beijing, and it's just absolute madness. Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's just like Japan, but on steroids, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, there are two different things, man. Like, I mean, if I was to drill into it, I would say I definitely had to overcome some preconceptions about it, and that was like a really big development, like personal development for me. Because I, I mean, there's so many people I talk to, and like, oh, I'd never go to China, and um, and and I and I, and I asked that because I, I I had that same attitude myself. I was like, oh, why would I even want to go there? But then I was like, you know what? That's that's fucking short-sighted, you know. I was like, man, I'm I'm gonna just jump on a plane, and I might have told you this before, but I was like, I, was like, I just jumped on a plane and went to Shanghai, and it was the best fucking time of my life, man. Like, uh, you know, um, pedal to the metal, you know. It, like there there was issues, there was so many challenges. Um, uh, you know, I had this like transit visa, which wasn't really valid, so I had to just go through this lot. I had to go the long way back by mm. South Korea to get back to Japan, but it was all fun. It was this kind of like adventure, you know. Not, you know, whereas in Japan, everything would be like laid out and clean, clean cut. You know, China was like the opposite. You know, it was just fucking, it was chaos, you know, and I loved it. I thrived on it. Um, and the people were so legit, man, like in a in the most illegitimate way possible. Like you could just, people, you know, that's like the, the people were the real deal. Um, and, and, you know, you just go and chat with people. And I didn't really speak Chinese at that time, but my friends did. And like, we just talk our way into places. And, you know, you can kind of just, discourse and and then you're all good and like that's coming back to me now because um i went into this chinese restaurant the other day and we we're just chatting i was with my buddy and we we're like oh you know ch- chatting to the to the to the owner and in, in, in chinese and then she's oh man come on and she gave us some drinks and stuff and i was like man like we just we're in this like club now where it's like if you can speak you know chinese you actually can you can engage with so many different people about their life and just understand their story and um it's it's like from the outside it's like China you know but it's it's actually like so much more and the be- the people are so beautiful and there's so much culture film music everything um, it just gets me it gets me excited man like um, in the way that when I was first learning Japanese I got excited about Japan so it's like now I've got two things I'm really into you know does that answer your question <laughs> sweet yeah yeah absolutely and are you gonna are you thinking about moving to china one day or oh man i'd love to i'd love to go i mean it's, it's always tough you know with what's going on but um i'd love to spend a bit of time there let me put yeah. it that way um i'd love to travel across china um mm. i'd love to go and just put myself into situations where you know i can get to know the culture and the people and and for good or bad you know because i i mean like it, it is what it is and um i think just putting yourself out there um, and getting to know the people and, and see the way they live and just, you know, sharing a meal or whatever, you know, it just, I don't know, it connects you with one another in a way that I think the media and the politics all tries to do the opposite, right? It tries mm. to split us off, you know? And um, it's like, yeah, of course I love my tofu, you know, and I'm going to have that. And <laughs> if I enjoy that and then you guys enjoy that, then we're a family, you know, we're Dajar, you know, like it's all good. And um, I don't know, there's something about that. It's just like, it's, it's beautiful and it feels... I don't know. It, it makes me feel quite. Um, it feels like it's kind of connecting to that hacker ethos as well. It's like, look, man, I'm, I'm speaking this language. I'm speaking your language. I'm learning this language, um, and so we're kind of able to share something together and 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 make it better together. You know. 
Mm. Um, it's interesting you mentioned the media because uh, I think that does that that is the reason why most people have a negative view on China and most people say I don't want to go I never want to go to China blah blah, blah. I think it is very much related to the negative image that we see in the media so, yeah yeah and I, and I had that I had that as well for a long time but it's like man when you start actually chatting with the people on the ground it's like yeah you get geez, you know you get good people you get bad people whatever but um you, you know it's it's all good, you know. Like um, it's an adventure. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about that, and I've uh, been um, just trying try to study as much as I can and, and try and pick that up. And um, I mean, I don't know. Languages are kind of my thing, you know. I think it's it's a it's, it's great to have the freedom to learn languages and talk with people. And um, good man. Well, I'm sure you know, but um, you know, like when I was learning Korean, the the best way for me to learn was um, by using like children's books by uh oh, yeah? you know like oh. to teach the the children how to write hangul and stuff like that they yeah. they're so direct and perfect at getting um getting the knowledge in your brain i i used to go when i lived in brighton i used to go to the library and take my my korean children's books and i would write out my hangul and stuff like that i loved it oh man anyway yeah so i for a while there i was watching um oh man was it um Peachy Shaoju, I think it is like Pippa Pig <laughs> in Chinese. Cause it's really, I mean, sorry, this is just a, like for the laughs, but like um, it is, it's, it's so funny because they make all the noises and stuff. Like, because I mean, I never watched it in English or whatever in English, but it's like the little pig is just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's your Peachy Shaoju? Like, and then, yeah, just the whole thing. But, um, I, I actually I, I've, I've gone past that now and I'm like okay look, I'm I'm gonna just watch some movies you know so yeah it's a good I'm stepping stone not adult movies uh, movies for adults let me, <laughs> let me clarify maybe a few um, adult movies no no no. <laughs> uh, no but I have been watching some really good Chinese movies um, and yeah just trying to get back into that space man um, I made a, I made a few good friends lately and we've just been trying to chat and okay. kind of like putting ourselves out there and, and just kind of you know. I don't know, having the conversation um, mm. and trying to keep it upbeat, man, because there's so much negativity in the world at the moment. Um, yeah. There's so much going on, man. It's like, look, you know, you gotta you got to keep that positive thinking, otherwise it's going to get you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of negativity swirling around at the moment. Well, it's, it's, it's scare tactics. And then this is like, because I had, as I said, like the other day, I was like, it was like maximum, maximum pain, you know? I was like, like this, this is shit, you know? This is like fear-mongering 101 because basically it freezes people and it's just like flight or fight response you know so, oh, you know and or flight fight or freeze and, and people just sort of stick there sit there watching the meet the news and just gulping it up and it's like man that's just destroying your mental capacity to do anything um and who needs that in their life it's like fuck you know we're still here um life is good you know like uh and even if it's not you know we'll work through it because it's kind of human nature to just like rebuild and and and, and do good things right mm. um but it's easy to be like, yeah, the world is ending. Um, and even if it does, it's like, man, it's it's kind of happened before, you know. Like, people, we've been on the verge of war, and or we've had wars, and everything happened in the past, and we've always recovered. Um, and so it's like actually keeping it, keeping it a bit of positive energy. Otherwise, it's just doomsday for everyone, you know. Yeah, I mean, this isn't this definitely isn't the first time we've been on this planet. I reckon. You know, I, I have this theory that this is sort of like the third or second or third time that human civilization has built itself up and then been destroyed and then gone back to zero, build itself yeah. up. You know, and we're it, just in a cycle. 
Yeah, and it's like, uh, was it Power Rangers? Oh no, Captain Planet. It's like it's only you, you know. Like, yeah, we, we can save, we can save it. But I mean, that's why, like, I'm seeing some real opportunity to be like, all right, let's do some good work, you know. Like, mm. let's let's carry the fire, um, help each other out. Um, I'm always like, I, I love pumping people up and be like, yeah, you can do it, you know. Like, yeah. Um, because I, I mean, I, I'd love to have more people like that around me as well. But like, it's like, oh, I'll just do it for everyone else, you know. But um, mm. it's like, man, it's like it's easy to get caught up in it and. Um, one thing, sorry, not, not to drag it out, but one other thing I've noticed lately is um, on social media and Instagram and stuff is like the beauty standards and that, oh. that people have. Uh, have you yeah. seen, have you noticed that? Yeah, it's been a big uptick. It's, you know, it's really bad for, for young girls at the moment in high school. Yeah, man. And I was like, you know what, this is, I mean, for me, it's quite fascinating sort of the kind of the, the construction of it all, you know, because it's like, you know, the concept of beauty, it's like, you know, has, has just morphed and changed so much to this unattainable standard. Yeah. And it's like, man, like, you're all beautiful, you know, like, mm. was it James Blunt, you know, like, it's like, you, you guys have got it, you know, like, it's all good, don't worry, but it's like, they do worry and um, people get surgery and they do all this stuff and it's like, man, you don't need to do that. Mm. Um, you know, if you just need me to tell you, like, you know, or whatever, it's probably a bit seedy, but you know what I mean? Like, um but they, they they keep doing it, and so you got this kind of culture of like actually unattainable beauty standards and consumerism and things. It's like, man, what are you guys doing? Like, to be honest, I'm really glad I'm not growing up in this time. I'm really glad I'm not a teenager looking at you know beautiful people on Instagram and showing their best life because it would lead to way more anxiety if I was younger. Oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Like, I mean, yeah. When I was growing up, so I was basically a, a hook until. 18 right like i i grew up on the farm you know like we were wandering around bush bashing through the mountains um it was a bit of video games interspersed there but there was a very healthy amount of um you know running around in the forest you know having little wars with my friends and brothers and stuff and it was like so much of this kind of classic upbringing of a childhood you know and um and people always say, oh, my, back in my day. But it's like, actually, yeah, we're back actually, in my yeah. day. <laughs> you know, we used to, you know, we had these, um, I was living, you know, we had these two huge logs that were just sitting in the field. And in between them, we sort of like made this little hut and made it into this like battleship and things. And it was like, man, that's like, that's what 12 year old kids should be doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I did it, you know, for, for a number of years. And um, uh, that sort of, you know, that kind of very boyish kind of thing. And that's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of made me who I am in a way, you know, and I think the wanderer as a kind of archetype comes from a lot of that stuff. Um, whereas if you're sitting in front of, machi of a machine or you're, you're looking at this kind of, you're consuming other people's ideas, it's like, fuck, you know, I mean, that must just destroy innovation and, and ideas. And, and I mean, I, f I feel really sorry for that, you know? Um, yeah, but they don't realize it, man, because they're just yeah. sucked into it. You know, when you're watching Netflix every day, all day, every day, um, you don't realize what you could be doing because you're just so entertained entertained into stupidity yeah and it's this kind of comfort you know have you ever seen um thx 1138 oh yeah george I lucas i studied it at uh, university because it actually has a really interesting soundtrack oh really and what beautiful way? soundtrack um i remember it was quite it was quite profound at the time when it was released like uh the the I think it was Walter Murch. I might be getting that wrong, and I really hope I don't. But I think it's Walter Murch that did the sound sound design for that, and um, it was quite groundbreaking at the time. You know, it's quite revolutionary. No, because no, it, it was what 1971, right? Let's have a look. See, um, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I thought it. I thought it was. Um, I mean, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is that, that there's a scene where it's like, I mean, because they're, they're kind of satisfied, right? They get they're getting fed this kind of stuff, and they're just living in this this sort of um, in the society, you know. And it's it's all kind of. I mean, because there's other, oh, there's other films like. Oh yeah, it is Walter Murch's the screenplay. I'm just wondering. Yeah, so he wrote he wrote it with Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola was the um, producer, right? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant um, film, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what I found really interesting is that it's it's quite, um, you know, they have this kind of perfect life, and it's also like Logan's Run. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that's nuts. Love it. So there's Logan's Run, and then there was the one that came out, The Island, which was like. Scarlett Johansson, I think, like many years later, but mm. that was kind of based off it. But again, it's this kind of perfect world, but it's actually not. And mm. um, and and you see a lot of that in media, you know. And I actually was thinking recently, um, I mean, because I don't fucking watch movies that have come out lately, but um, there was a Ready Player One, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I just you know browsing through it, and I was thinking, like, you know what? This a lot of this is escapism, you know, pure and simple. Hundred percent. Um, you know, and, and you see that, and then there's that, um, uh, the dude, and all these different movies coming out. Um, um, or is it Free Dude or, or something? Um, not sure about uh, that one. Um, right, the Ryan Gosling one, whatever it is, you know. And uh, I mean, I again, I don't know how I come across this stuff, but it's like, um, all of these kind of like alternate worlds and kind of like escapist kind of ideas. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what happened to good old wholesome storytelling? Well, this is what like, VR is, man. You know, like VR is taking over at the moment. And and in a few years, it's going to be really, really powerful. And um, it's just escapism. It's just escaping yeah. from from work and modern life. And and and, and I, I, in a way, you know, when you do do the rubric on it, it feels like, you know, even though VR, you know, oh, we, we could see it, you know, oh, if the trend continues and it gets more real and real, and it's like, oh, people are just going to jump into that. But it's like, I don't actually think it works like that, you know? Like, I think people's needs because that's looking at it from a purely consumer perspective where it's like oh your needs will be met through this machine but it's like well mm-hmm. actually human needs are a lot more broad and, mm-hmm. and that you know mm-hmm. and we do actually have the need to grow old and to become frail and to become less um beautiful than we once were because if we don't have that it's like um the, the analogy i think of is like with apples you know growing mm-hmm. fruit you have to have winter you have to have a cold winter snap to actually activate the fruit you know um or you know the the bud of the fruit if you don't have that it doesn't actually grow and so um people think oh you know just you know have have nice weather all the time you can grow fruit but it's like no you do actually have to have the sort of cycles of of the seasons to grow fruit and i think humans are the same we have to have winter each year to kind of activate ourselves but we also have to have like the winter and the spring of our life to to kind of go through and you know when you're a young person you can have you have your spring but then you do also have to have your autumn and if you don't, it's not even, it's not a complete cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But there are many cycles throughout your life, right? I mean, some people are really lucky and they sort of have just one cycle. You know, they go through the the hard times at the beginning, that they go through the winter at the beginning and then they come out the other side as a new person. Um, but yeah. for me, definitely, you know, definitely for me, and I know I'm not alone. A lot of people are like this, but you do have to have these cycles over and over and over again where you build yeah. yourself up and then you have your winter and you come back down. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it is it is a seasonal thing and we are ultimately kind of seasonal creatures, you know, yeah. like, and, and I think the, the the Instagram thing that, that kind of gets people is that it's all just summer, it's all just beaches <laughs> and <laughs> literally, you know, like sort of the good days, but it's like, man, you do have to have the hard times to kind of build your character and, and, and build yourself up and build that wisdom. Yeah. Um, 
and I think that's lacking, you know, um, and it leads to this kind of very selfish mode of operation because you know when you when you're in your spring and you're a, you know you're you're young and nubile, you know it's all about the self, right? But you know as you go older and it's like, well, actually, you know, I need to help others out. I need to do some good work. I need to create something more meaningful. Yeah. Um, if you don't get to that stage, then it's like quite unfulfilled. You know, it's kind of like this like bonsai tree, like. It's not quite the real deal, you know? Mm. Um, mm. And so, I don't know, man. That's just... Riffing. Yeah. It's all, I like it. It's, yeah, it's all connected. It's like even the sunspots, man. I was like 11 years. I used to be really into astronomy and you got these like cycles of um, sunspots which affect the Earth's um, kind of, uh, or the you know, temperatures on the Earth and things. But mm. it's like 11-year cycles and there's super cycles. Oh, and Right. Um, yeah, because the, the sunspots are like dark or less... Um, well, you know, lower temperature regions, uh, mm. magnetic kind of areas, and they kind of move at different speeds at the equator of the um, of the sun and, and the poles and that. Well, they, I don't think they have them at the poles, but you know, higher up. And and so yeah, there's this kind of and 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 so there is these cycles, and so that was what led to. I don't know if you you are aware, but a couple of hundred years ago, that like the the Thames froze over. There's like a, the uh, yeah. mini ice age they called it, um, and 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 that and people say it was maybe because of the sunspot activity mm. it was kind of quite a, a high period of activity at that point um so it's all kind of connected um you know obviously even the ice age you know where did that come from um it's all you know obviously the connected to the sun somehow so you know there's all these different like kind of cycles going on in our lives in our daily life you know our small the smallest ritual you have that you do every day you know and then like the thing you do over your whole life it's all different layers of, of it. But. Yeah, on the macro level or the grander level. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, there was a lot of different ideas there. Yeah, we, we sort of riffed on a lot. But uh, I just want to say thank you for um, reminding me of THX 1138. I'm going to go watch oh, man. that because I'm really Yeah. Excited. Yeah, yeah no, it's. Um, um, there's a couple of movies from that era which I, I remember watching quite um, quite clearly. But yes, THX 1138. Uh, there's uh, yeah, obviously Logan's Run, and then um, I'm just trying to think of of the others, but yeah, just that kind of 70s, 80s kind of aesthetic, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know their their version of of kind of the future. Um, yeah. Uh, there's also Brazil. I think you might have. Brazil is fantastic. Yeah, Terry Gilliam from Monty Python fame. Um, yeah. Absolutely yeah. fantastic movie, but really like you know really wild and wacky and bizarre. Um, there was a lot yeah. of movies like that. It, it was almost like a, you know, Jan Svankmeyer, the, uh, the, is it the Czech, the Czech animator? He's like a stop motion mm. animator. I'm not sure if he's mm. from Czechoslovakia. No. Um, but he does these really crazy, wonderful um, stop motion, like claymation uh, animations of, of uh, people like eating plates, dinner plates and, and eating forks and eating tables and chairs and, it's uh, it's sort of like this wild and wacky, you know, um, Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's actually a number of good movies out there, man. Like, I think going back into the archives, I think we can kind of like pull, we can put the lid on Hollywood and be like, all right, well, it's, yeah, it's done, you know, it's done. Let's tell it's time. Uh, and so it's all past tense, yeah. you know. Um, and I like that. It's like we, you know, because there's now it's now a reality that you could watch every great movie that was ever going to be made or that ever <laughs> will be made, you know, and you could just get through them all, you know. There's no more coming out, <clears throat> or at least not in the mainstream. Um, 
uh, and not at least not in from the uh, from Hollywood. <laughs> um, sweet man, well, it was good to catch up, and I think yeah, just to kind of wrap it up, I think if anyone is feeling a bit down and out about anything, um, you know, reach out to to people. Hey, reach out to me if you want to chat, um, if you really want to. Yeah, um, but please hook us up on Signal. Yeah, talk to us on Signal. How how do people even join our group? Do we have to invite them or? Um, yes, I think there's is there a QR code or something? <laughs> Can we place that on show notes? <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a face maybe there's a facebook group yeah we'll, we'll email either email us or message us or something and we'll we'll give you the secret handshake yeah. and the, the secret whatever. code we'll give, we'll give you the code um yeah. to the to the to the kingdom and then you can join and then we can chat and um you know look, everything's gonna be okay i'm feeling pretty good about it and even if it's not um we'll just we'll just have to deal with it um good man uh, and we didn't even yeah, talk man. about my new album i just realized oh, um, i haven't i yeah, yeah. You, you need to go listen to it let's talk it next. let's talk about it next time uh, yeah yeah let's do that all right man well you you have a great day on yeah, the boat you and, too. Um, all right yeah i'm not on the boat but yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah at home uh, by myself no no i'm with some other people it's okay um and we'll um yeah we'll keep in touch man all right take care thank you take care